0: Welcome everybody to Letter Now, a podcast where we nurture the hand lettering masters of tomorrow today. My name is Martina Flor. I'm a lettering artist, author, and educator. And today we are going to talk about motivation and self-sabotage. We will speak about how to stay motivated even through hard times. We will touch on comparing yourself to others. You know that feeling of You know looking at others and feeling that they are doing much better than you are Um, and we are gonna be touching on the question do we have to be motivated all the time is motivation a rule or an exception and for this i have my friend stefan kunz here with me stefan is a talented lettering artist and i want you to introduce yourself next stefan but i want to say that i love how you describe your work in one line on your website which is bringing my imagination to life on paper and beyond so hello Steve. <laughs> would you like to introduce uh, yourself it, yay yeah. <laughs> so you, i love that well, do you describe well. your your work this way or how do you <laughs> see that
1: um oh, i'm not even sure if the quotes or the the sentence came from my agents, my agents at that time, uh, or if I said it. But one thing that I definitely use more to describe my work is like I create to inspire others. Um, So that's kind of like inspirational, inspirational, encouraging uh, lettering to inspire and encourage others.
0: That's amazing. Um, So I invited you to discuss uh, today's topic because I feel that I feel that your work has a lot to do with that in one way or the other. You know, you often letter quotes that have to do with motivation and um, even your Instagram posts or the things you do on your YouTube channel have to do a lot with that. Um, sort of like grab a pencil and create or things like stop overthinking. So all this good stuff that has, has to do with keeping others motivated, right? Um, so I would put I will put the link of your website on the show notes and your Instagram and YouTube for those that don't know your work, um, so that you can actually see what I'm what I'm talking about here. Um, but see how you, often you speak about the topic makes me wonder whether you yourself <laughs> struggle with motivation and you know staying motivated and self sabotage.
1: Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Um, one other thing that I really do struggle with a lot is kind of like keeping myself motivated. And and I always tell people like, I believe that everyone's creative um, and whoever tells me they're not, they have creative excuses. And so mm-hmm. in other words, they are creative. And I'm really good at coming up with creative excuses. So I know how to, um, to Find a way not to do something, and if like if there's anybody better than me, then let me know. But I feel like I'm I'm the king of finding up excuses, so that's why I know when I hear one that I can go against it. And I I feel like I also have been gifted uh, the the talent of encouraging and inspiring others, or just encouraging others. And so that's why I try to use that superpower to my advantage and to to really push people in a good way to to really help them achieve their full potential and and that comes at the expense that sometimes i'm not motivated and when i'm not motivated like i cannot motivate others and so it's kind of like this um this evil circle where you're just going backwards and and for me that's been kind of like one of the key cornerstones in my work that i create um or the things that i focus on so one is It needs to be encouraging, Um, like I love business, so entrepreneurial. It needs to have something around being creative, so doing something with your hands, with your creativity, coming up with something, like creating something new. And then finally, uh, the last one is man, now I I took them in the wrong order, which means the last one is excelling at something. So I need to Mm. get really good at something. So whether it's latte art, it's, uh, lettering, it's photography, it's, it's filmmaking, it's all these different areas. Like I want to get, be, become one of the best at that. Um, if I can, like, I usually do not scrape like the top three, but I like to be like the highest up that I can be. And so I like to be in the 10% of the best, uh, if, if possible.
0: That's amazing. So you have those, those goals that you're after, right? So when so you
1: I wouldn't necessarily put them into goals, but it's like whenever I need to find like a new pursuit, um, whenever it hits those four, uh, four criteria, then I know that I'm onto something that I can do long-term. So mm. for example, lettering kind of like lend itself to all of these four, like, Lettering is creative, so I'm creating something new. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it's something that I can excel at, so I need to get better at at doing that. I can always improve myself. Then three, I can build a business around it, so I can make money. I can monetize it. Um, I can come up with products. I can like have a demand for for clients. I can negotiate deals and all of that. And and finally, I can inspire and encourage people by writing quotes that are like inspirational, encouraging. And so all of those four things, I found them in lettering. And when I moved to photography, it covers three of those, but the inspirational part, the encouraging, like how to encourage somebody else. Well, you might do that by telling stories instead of like just taking a picture of something. Like if you just see a picture, it might not just encourage you, but if you hear the story behind the picture, that might be inspirational. And so it's kind of finding like, how do you get all of those four in? And I believe that everybody has three or four pillars that they're really um, that they really feel like this actually defines my work. And whenever you have something that you have been doing for a long time, then you have found your four pillars, and so you can identify them. But if you can't right now, then always ask yourself that question: like, if you're not happy with what you're doing right now, like, what is it that you really enjoy about it? And kind of like define: like, is it being creative? Well, then one of your pillars need to be something creative, like creating something. Maybe it's just doing the whole business side of things. And so you're just inspired by doing that, or you're just interested by the technicality by doing something very precise, detailed. And so finding out those things really helps you to define whether or not you're going in the right direction or not.
0: Yeah, that's those are good hints. But I think also that it, going back to the beginning of uh, what you just said, finding something that you really like is actually key to actually stay motivated, right? Um, Understanding that this is actually you want to excel at, and this is something Mm -hmm. you really appreciate, and um, yeah, and you want to get better at, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we will move on to our questions, because as you know, this is a listener-driven show, so we are here to answer questions from the audience. We are at service here, sort of. Um, So we'll be answering to voice messages. You can you listening to us right now, you can send us your voice message with questions and comments by simply going to martineflor.com slash voice message, or you can email your recording to um, podcast at So let's listen to the first voice message from Jocelyn. Good morning, Martina. Thank you so much for doing this. And I'm so excited to listen to your new project.
1: My question for this episode will be how do you
0: get those like the motivation to keep on going when sometimes you just lack of it for weeks? How do you get back on the horse again? And thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.
1: Well, that's a great mm-hmm. question, Jocelyn. <laughs> I am in that rut right now. And and probably one of the things that we artists all go through and doesn't matter whether you're Um, like amateur, professional, if you do that for a living or not, Um, like these creative blocks or just these motivational slumps that you have. Um, I have them every now and then, like more than you would think. Uh, Right now, I've been actually in one for two weeks. I just talked to Martina about it before we started the episode. And one of the things I know is like you you always will get out of it. It's just a question of time. A friend of mine actually kind of like was in a relationship or just like was about to start a relationship and that didn't work out. And to get over that person took him like two months. And and so now after having gone through all of that with him, I, I told him like, all right, you see, it took about two months to kind of like let that go. And you just need to give yourself time. And when you observe yourself, like, take away, like step out and and really look from a bird's eye view of your life and how your slumps are like journaling that in helps you to kind of keep track of those things Um, is to then look up and see, all right, how long did the last one take? And and then finding out like, what can you do in those slumps? So one thing that I try to do is one, get some rest because usually I'm really bad at taking rest, taking breaks. Um, So for example, last week, the first thing I did was actually just to not go to work um, between like Wednesday and and Friday, so on. And, and even this week, just, all right, it's going to be a slow week. So I'm just going to try to do what I need to do. Um, Set like one goal instead of three goals or five goals a day. Um, And and like, instead of trying to do too much, just try to do a little and just do that. And then always ask yourself that question like what helps you to still achieve those goals like what step do you need to take like right now your the distance you're walking every single day is shorter than the usual amount that you're walking so think of that as well when you're in the slump is like all right which direction am i going and if you do all of these things you realize that you're still headed in the right direction it's just slower and that's okay like you don't need to compare yourself to your speed to anyone else's and then again, it's just know that you will come back to a time where you're going to be super productive. Like I've had the same thing at the beginning of the year. I was super slow, very unproductive. And then suddenly I had a project that I could bite my teeth in. And once I was in that project, so I was building up a course, uh, online course uh, around 3d lettering. And, and so I spent weeks and weeks and weeks on, on writing down the, the, the content of the course on, on creating the promotion side of everything. And so often that helps you to then just go through it. Like I have other friends who are studying right now who just need to go through, like learn for these exams. And, and that's why it's super important to just have also those projects where you just need to bite your teeth in and just get through them.
0: Yeah. And that, I think that's so important also to you know, kind of understand what is waiting for you down the road. Like, why Why do you want to get back on the horse again, Jocelyn, right? Um, what is What is there waiting for you, right? What What is the reason? What is, like, the ultimate goal behind it? Um, so is that you know, is that a better, you know, getting better at your craft? Is that excelling at something? Is that, you know, being recognized by by peers? What is it? What is it that you're after? Right. Um, what is your ultimate goal? Like, how does it look to actually be done or get there, you know? Um, and I feel that also having this, motive, you call it motivation slumps. Um, so having these this moments of being Feeling a little bit down, or feeling that you don't you don't feel like producing something, um, I think they are also part of the journey, right? You need to have these mm-hmm. slow moments to have those high peaks, right? You mm-hmm. need to just go down to be able to go uphill, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say, like, try to embrace those. And I think the the hints that you just gave, um, um, Stefan, I think these are really. Like healthy ways of uh, dealing with that. Hey, I'm not motivated enough to to work right now, and that's totally fine. I can take it easy and I can get some rest, or I as you said, try to do uh, less than I used to. Um, but kind of embrace the fact that you know, being you always need the two sides of something. You need, always need mm. the white to to understand what's black, right? So you mm-hmm. also need those moments of being unmotivated to sort of be, you know, experience those moments where you're like in the flow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is, this is actually something that happens to all of us. I, I have the feeling that there is the, the understanding right now that we, we need to be constantly producing and um i feel that's so detrimental for us creatives because we are so connected with the work we do and when we are not producing we feel that we are failures sort of um and something that you i think you mentioned in the very beginning or i think you mentioned before we started the the episode that this this constant uh thing of being comparing yourself to others i think um sort of increments this feeling right like when you're not like when you're when you're having these down moments where you're not so motivated to create and you go on instagram and you kind of check on other people and you see that they are thriving or you know Mm. apparently they are thriving um then you sort of start feeling like hey what am i doing wrong like um is this just me that you know i'm just not good enough to stay myself Mm -hmm. motivated all the time um how do you deal with that with the with the feeling of like you know comparing yourself to others and this exposure that we have Mm -hmm. to other people's life which is actually not like a real representation of their true life right what we show on on social networks is not necessarily um the reflection of our um, private life right
1: the the thing that social media did really well is like, it brought up really a lot of great stuff, um, like beautiful content, wonderful creation. Like it, it pushed us like to do more and to, to even get better. What it also did, and that's the negative side, it's also brought like the top people, like the best in the world that suddenly you see always on your feed. Like if you, TikTok is even worse in that regard, um, with Instagram, you choose who you want to follow and you see their work. And usually you will choose like some of the best people you can find. But on TikTok, you will get like promoted the best pieces that people create, like the funniest, the most uh, interesting, most captivating art pieces. And so you're just seeing like the cream, like the, the top, like the sugar coating of everything. And so you're high on that sugar, you're high on, on just that feeling. And when when you stop, you're left with like, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to create that. And, and you can always see that as a motivator to see yourself push. But often enough, it's a bad motivation to do that in the first place. Like it's an extrinsic motivation. So it comes from externally. Um, or you can use it to, to boost yourself up like it's like yourself, you're like, all oh, right. Like, I love what they did, and I kind of like, like you look at it from the perspective of like, how can I learn from that instead of just how can I be like that, hmm. um, and taking like other sides. But it's really true that one of the things, especially when you're in a slump, social media is 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 a is a terrible, um, like, what what would be, um, like it's it's adding like. Exacerbated, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it's it, it just makes everything worse because you're just seeing like everybody else succeed and, and you're already having self pity with yourself because you're like, oh, like I wish I was that way or I could do this and I wish I would be creative right now. And so it just makes you sh- like feel worse about yourself. But now that you realize like, all right, I, I feel down, I don't feel motivated at all, like social media won't bring that motivation in. So you gotta ask yourself, like, what brings that motivation in? Like, yeah. is it reading a book? Like, is it reading new ideas? Is it going uh, on a walk and just like trying to pick up two objects that are <clears throat> never meant to be together, but you feel like, hey, you know what? What about a rock and a piece of uh, a leaf that I found on the ground? Like, how can I bring those two pieces together? Yeah. And and out of a, it's it sounds so artistic, and I hate myself just like talking like that because like, the the way it's like when it comes out of yourself, when you start to creating out of yourself, out of a a place of you just like curiosity, seeing like what what is what happens if I start drawing on a rock? Um, and what, what happens when I start like just using what I have in my studio and just using it in a different way than I've done before? Like what you do when you look at social media is like, how can I recreate what that other person did? Oh yeah. Um, and so one of the last examples was, um, I was looking through Instagram, and I saw Gemma O'Brien uh, posting old stuff, old work. And one of them was, like, something very colorful and beautiful. And, and I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Showed it to a couple friends who were just around me. And and then just later on, like, I know um, Zhao uh, Neves um, posted that picture as well on his story. It's like, she's out of this world, uh, what she does. And then we're like, yeah, like... We're building up a case why Gemma O'Brien is superhuman and, and not necessarily in, in our world. Um, and it's funny, but it, it just shows like, I wanted at that moment, create something similar because I was just so blown away by what she created. And, and so that's where like, you gotta ask yourself, like, is it helping you really to look at that work? Because all that you're gonna do is to create something similar instead of going out and trying to create something that comes naturally out of you. So like I said, like one thing that comes naturally out of me is like inspiration. Like I want to encourage people. And so my question is always like, well, she does like single words. Like, how can I do that? But then I I forget like, no, like I need to find quotes, phrases, words that will help and trigger people to be more inspired. Be like, oh, you know what, that just helped me so much. Thank you. Now I have a push again. And so that's why I also feel like the value that people should get from looking or following me on Instagram is always that when they go on social media, they're not hit with this depressive, like, oh, this is so amazing. Like, I hope it's amazing. But at the same time, I just hope that they can read the text and be like, you know what? That's awesome. I'll create something. I I won't let my perfectionism get in the way.
0: That's so important because I think something I just wrote something out of what you said, like. Which, is, which has to do with what's inside you, right? And not like creating from what's inside you and not the other way around, trying to uh, create from kind of looking at what others do, right? Mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, I, I feel so connected to that. I feel that I personally feel, and I think I, I spoke about this in the first episode where I presented the podcast, which I think that, I think that, you know, um, excelling at your craft or getting better at your craft or having a, a focus on a certain craft at all is a is a really good way to get to you know, know yourself better and get to understand what you're good at and what you you know what you struggle with. Like we all go through these questions and and concerns and challenges, right? And I think that embracing that process or embracing those those challenges or things that come along the way have to do with you know understanding how to deal with yourself better and how to get you know yourself better so i feel that creating is also a way of getting to know yourself better if you if you if you look inside what you just said like if you look inside you and it this sounds like super spiritual and it might be but who cares like um, looking for what's inside you and what you have to say to the world right the stories you have to tell um, I think it's a it's a much more healthy way of approaching creation than actually comparing yourself to others and seeing what is there you know what is out there that I can do myself right so we can move on to the next question. Um, I think we have another. Yeah, yeah.
1: There, there was this one thing, like about. I just want to say one thing: why I hate what, what I said, like like what comes out of you, because I sound like a um an art teacher, and and I never liked my art teachers because they were just like so so vague and just like, well, you use the color green because it represents this and that, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm using green because that's kind of like what grass looks like, um, but. <laughs> I think Chanel Martin, or uh, I'm not remembering her name right, but she's an artist out of New York. Um, Chantel.
0: Chantel, yeah.
1: Yeah. So she said something really, really well. And I think I remember it from her was that once you are drawing so fast that you don't have time to think, that's when you will produce your most authentic work. And that's kind of crazy is because when you work so fast that you can't think, like you will automatically create what comes naturally out of you. And and I find that so beautiful because when we think too much, we kind of overthink stuff and we kind of like stop ourselves in the tracks or we create the things that we look at other ways around. But when you have to draw super fast, like if I just like would hold up a gun to your head and tell you to draw me a house, then that's kind of the way you would draw a house. And that's kind of like fast. It's like, simple it's it's an expression of yourself and and i really hate myself sounding so artistic um but but it's really true that you need to discover like the the thing that comes from it within you and and not to be a copy of somebody else's work and i'm probably one of the biggest person that does that but um that that looks at other people's work and like tries to take something from that. Like I try to get inspired from it and then just see how I can embody that into my own body of work.
0: I love that. Um, Let's move on to the second voice message. I think this is from an anonymous listener. Let's hear that. Hi there, Martina and Stefan. You guys are both amazing lettering artists. You guys are like people that I always get inspired, um, seeing on Instagram and your guys' work. Um, I had a question regarding, do not self-sabotage your creativity and your own health. When is there a deadline before the actual deadline? Do you guys create a routine? Um, and if so, can you guys give a little bit of your creative routine? That way you give yourself a healthy break Without feeling pressured of the deadline. Um, thank you so much. I hope you guys are having a great day. Love you from Los Angeles. I love that you're, you know, you're speaking about being healthy with, uh, you know, being healthy yourself. Um, I think one question that comes to my mind when I hear this is like, um, I think it a lot, a lot of times comes to, down to defining. What enough or when enough is enough, right? Because I think you're speaking about like um, when do you give yourself a break and when when do you actually know it's enough uh, and when do you put yourself a deadline um, and say okay that's it that's as as good as it could get in the time given or in the time frame that I assign for this specific task, right? Um, because you know, the truth is that it will never be done. Um, I, you know, I look myself at, at work that I have done last week and I know that there's room for improvement there. I know I look at things that I did three years ago and I see so many things that I would do differently today, right? But I think um, it's so important to sort of um, have those steps done so that you can look at them from another's perspective later on, and say like, "Hey, I can do that much better today," and this gives you some sort of um, feeling of um, progress, right? Like the feeling that you are actually getting better. How do you see this?
1: Yeah, the the deadline thing is 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 a real thing. I've always set myself a deadline for from like whatever I create. I usually want to be done in the in the same day. So whatever I created back then for Instagram, that like came out of the 100 day creative challenge mostly, was to create and finish something, upload something to Instagram at the end of every single day. Um, and so there were a lot of days that was just terrible. Again, we're going back to Chantal um, with the create something so fast that you don't have time to think. I was creating so much and being so productive over hundred days, that's a lot that I didn't have time to think of what I would create next. Like it just had to whatever came into the flow of my mind. Like I just had to produce it because I didn't have the luxury of trying to figure out something else and putting that work out there still to this day. I can look back over those hundred days and those are probably the the work that I created, the most inspiring work that I can look back on because I tried out so many different things. I kept yeah. on pushing myself on doing other things. And and to this day, I still have kind of in my mind this this limit of like, it's got to be done in a day. Mm. So even when I think of a mural, unfortunately, it needs to be often done in a day. And so that's also a a problem. Like it's stopping me from creating like more exciting work that's going to be produced over weeks and, and months. And so when I saw, again, going back to that example of Gemma O'Brien's work, like she, she painted a mural that was just, again, out of this world. Um, I'm just giving a lot of, uh, high fives to, to, to Gemma here, but she, what she did, like I, not, you don't know that when you just see the piece, like in my mind, it was like created in a day. And when I looked at it and I saw her post and thankfully she wrote it, it like, well, I went to Portland to paint that thing for a couple of weeks. We weren't able to finish. It came back a couple of months later and we finished it over another two weeks. And so it took like a month to make. And I'm like, whoa, mm. it took a month to paint. Yeah, you have to I go have to through to that, right? <laughs> exactly. And so she creates these ex- like galleries and exhibitions. And, and all this work is like, like takes time. And so her body of art or body of work, better said, um, is is so much slower than what hmm. I produce. Like I can look at my pieces and usually my Instagram posts are all different pieces. And I like, I just came out in April out of a 30 day Bible lettering challenge where I created one piece every single day hmm. and streamed that online. And so in that time I create a lot of pieces and I'm fast, I'm, I'm efficient. But one thing that I'm lacking is kind of like this endurance to do something over a longer time to work and, and get into the intricate details because I'm just getting bored too fast. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's something that I need to learn and I need to do. And going back to the question, one thing that like to stay healthy, what is super important is always to ask yourself, like, are you giving, did you give your best today? And your best does look looks always different from every other day. So today, for example, I um, like I came back from from another city uh, this morning. So went back straight to the office, str- jumped straight to the podcast interview with Martina, and and then uh, this afternoon I've got a couple other things and I have an appointment later on. So what can I do in that day will look different from a day like yesterday where I had a lot more time, um, and, but maybe less energy. And so always ask yourself at the end of the day, like, did I give my best? And not did I accomplish all the things that I wanted to? And also not like, like, did you just slack and you know you slack because it's like you didn't give more. And so for me, often enough, like, I just need to pull down the level of like of what I want to have as an output. And so that helps me to find like what is healthy and what is good. And so being gracious to myself in that season as well. Um, but at the same time, again, having deadlines, like using those times, like you you said that at the beginning of the episode, like the, the contrast between white and black is what really gives the whole thing meaning is you cannot draw on a piece of paper with a white pencil on, on like, then it all will just be white. So it's the black stroke of the pencil that will give that piece art, piece of meaning. And so if you start to balance out those two things really well and place them at the right spot, you will create something that's very beautiful. And so with your balances between having highs and lows, understanding like, well, what are the lows actually good for, for my life? And how can I use them in a really beautiful way? So those lows will give your good times also a lot of meaning and, and being able to balance those out. And for some people it will look, like those lows will take on much longer. But if you, in your mind will tell yourself like, that's bad, like being in a low is bad, then you will think of that as as, as such. But as soon as you think of, you know, my lows are, are there too, to also give my highs meaning because my highs will then be so much more meaningful and, and I can then also use that time to just prepare myself for that high, for that moment when everything comes back again uh, and so on. So if your business, for example, doesn't go well right now, like that's okay. Like prepare yourself in that time to be excited for what's to come because that other part, that other season, the end of the tunnel will come again. It might look different from what you expect to, but it's going to be there.
0: Stefan I would like to give this listener um, a tool. I have different tools and this is this one is a worksheet that is called three steps to create um so to become better at your craft you must produce work consistently that's why i created this worksheet because one once you understand the three necessary steps you will stop procrastinating and finally get hands-on so you can go to slash create now um hopefully that will help you and also will help you answering that question um so Now we're moving towards our inspirational quote time. It's a section of our show. Um, You know, we all love quotes, uh, especially hand lettering artists, because we can letter them. Um, And in this section, we do our best to answer questions from our listeners on social media with a quote. So that's a little bit of a challenge, Stef. Um, so we later put these quotes um, on our show notes so that listeners can letter them and share them on social media. So if you do so, just tag me and I will share that um, as well. So Stef, the truth is that here we will actually you know, talk about it for a while. We will rumble around uh, until we, um, each one of us finds something that looks like a quote. So if you don't, don't worry. We'll just put that together afterwards so it looks nice and we can put it on the show notes. Um, So here's the first question. I think we're going to go through two questions here. The first question is from Tambi: How to stay motivated in the pandemic? Mm. Hmm. So, yeah, difficult times. Um, I would say that... um, Something you can do during this time is to actually focus on possibility rather than scarcity. I feel that most of the things we're exposed to right now have to do with the downside of things and you can really easily get into this um, this cycle of like listening to the news and, and reading the news and seeing how, you know, Numbers are going ha- um, up, and um, you can really go into this cycle of like focusing on the downsides, um, or you can actually focus on possibilities. Actually, I was speaking about this with um, some of my some of the students in my coaching program. We were, you know, we were discussing like how do you find work opportunities during the pandemic, right? And I was speaking about the fact that. There is opportunities are out there right now. The thing is that opportunities are shifting somewhere else and you need to sort of find where these opportunities are, right? But the opportunities don't disappear all of a sudden, right? Um, So they're actually shifting to other places and the key or the, you know, you need to keep your eyes open sort of to see where these opportunities are going, right? And sort of focusing on those instead of, Focusing on the lack side of things, so I think like my kind of like my um, my quote here will be like focus on possibility rather than scarcity. Nice. If that makes sense.
1: I will take I will take your uh, opportunity thing and say like you know what create your own opportunities. Yeah. Because. The, the pandemic has brought us something that we've never had before. A change that everybody was faced with that we had to go through now to all together. And for pretty much everyone I know, it took something away that they enjoyed. Um, it'd be just going out to a coffee, sitting in and and drawing there. Um, it's, it's traveling, it's, I don't know, seeing your friends, being able to, do like uh, sports outdoors or what, whatever. There's some aspect of your life that has been changed by it that you are not happy with. And, and with that comes a whole different approach on how you want to do things. So either you let that define you and just be angry at that, or you decide like, you know what, this gives me an opportunity that I've never had before. For example, for me, it was that I, I love traveling and I can't wait to get back to it. I love flying. I love stepping onto a plane and just go away. And because I did it so much, I had a freaking flyer pass. So I could like go into lounges and enjoy all the fun parts of that too. Now, losing all of that. And so it's like been pretty much two years that, well, one and a half years that I haven't been able to travel as extensively as I used to. Like just before March, before pandemic started, like I traveled in the beginning of the year to india to the philippines and to london in just like one and a half months and so it's kind of crazy to think like that all was taken away um but for me it was this the, the thing that i realized you know what i've never had the opportunity to stay at one place for so long in the last six years uh because i traveled so much in in that time and and so for me it's been like you know what this is an opportunity that i'm gonna use to actually build up something right here, to like use that time that I have to like get my body some rest. Like my body had a lot of trouble with adjusting to jet lag all the time. And so kind of hopefully getting a sleep schedule that is more consistent. So my body actually really benefited from that. And there's all these things that you can come up with. And so instead of like seeing the negative side of that, always think of like, hey, you know, I'm getting a chance that I probably will never get after and so I'm going to be using that. And to going back to that quote, the create your own opportunities. Um, a lot of us, especially in the lettering world had probably a lot of clients like losing a lot of clients, client work. Um, and that probably went down for everyone. Like for me, it went down definitely by half, if not by three, uh, three thirds, um, or yeah, three fourths of, of one. And, and so that's kind of like where I realized, you know what, I need to find other ways to monetize my business. And until like my, like until Corona hit, I've never thought that that would probably be a problem. Like I thought like you always gonna get work in, it's always gonna be nice. And so I had to think of like, hey, what else can I do? I have a product that I'm selling, I have courses that I'm teaching, and even like my workshops got canceled. And so I had to create my own opportunities. And so I decided, you know what, I'm gonna create my, my my first online course, and so I did that. So that's nothing nothing very new. I had that before, but that's kind of like the first one I produced myself. And I, like Corona presented like an opportunity because suddenly the coolest location to shoot something were suddenly open for like, for very like cheap. And I was able to shoot my, my online course, the Building Letters and uh, Composition Masterclass in one of the coolest locations that I was, or could think of. And the second thing was like doing like in-person live things. Like I love teaching live classes and somehow I wasn't getting the chance. And suddenly the bootcamp idea of teaching a class every single week over a course of six weeks suddenly presented myself a awesome opportunity that I've never had before because, well, everybody's open now to it. Everybody knows Zoom. Everybody knows how that works. Suddenly I was able to do classes from my own home um, don't have to travel anywhere, don't have to like book hotels, book flights, um, plan like time in between. Like usually one workshop took me like four days to to plan out. And so that's a lot of time that goes on to that. And right now I can do a whole workshop out of the comfort of my own studio that is already all set up that I can teach to more students than I ever could before. Like I have 250 students in, in some classes that can jump online and join the whole thing plus i have it recorded they can watch it later on we do it every week so they have time to prepare and do um do the whole homework stuff and then you realize like suddenly the the opportunity you created out of something that was not so good or i won't say it wasn't so good it was just like it was unfortunate uh, in some ways presented like me a greater opportunity and so that's kind of like making the pivot the change to find something better that's when you create your own opportunity and how you can succeed at that as well
0: yeah that's uh, picking up on that tammy i want to add another quote that i wrote right now is creativity is born with limitations or in limitations right so sometimes less is more um you know it, it, it happened often to me that when you know, the more limitations I have to do a project, the more creative I can get. And I think that happens in a lot of different disciplines. When you have some constraints to what you're creating is when you can really come up with really novel ideas, right? So that's why, like for instance, briefings are so important when you start a project because you have some sort of limitation to what you can create. Otherwise, the world of possibilities is so big, right? So in these moments where the possibilities or it looks like possibilities are less, what can you do with the few tools you have around yourself? Um, you know, what can you do with the limitations you have and how can you create your own opportunities as, as Stefan said? So another question here from Gipsy Cat, where do you find a middle ground between comparing your work to others? Uh, interesting one. Um, so, I think here I wrote, I, I I read it again. So where do you find a middle ground between comparing your work to others? So I think, you know, I think she is kind of focusing on like, how how do you stop comparing yourself to others, right? Like how, how do you stop this, you know, this thing of like looking at what others are doing and feeling that you're a failure or that you're not good doing as well. Um, and I wrote something right here um which is you know i feel that i feel that actually you know going back to what i what i said in the beginning that is you know doing something or focusing on a certain craft it's a lot about finding your own way of doing stuff right so ultimately the person you need to compare yourself to is yourself right and um i think we were touching on this before this this idea of creating these this instances of work that you can look back to and see if you're progressing in what you're doing. I think it's so important for us um, creatives or for us doing creative work, um, understanding that you, know, you are the person who you need to compare to. And I wrote here something that um, might be like a quote, um, so the biggest challenge ahead of you is to become the best version of yourself. Um, you know, when it comes to your work would be like your biggest challenge ahead or the biggest challenge ahead of you would be to do your best work. Um, right. And kind of a stop, stop com- competing to others actually, but actually, um, start competing with yourself or start, start comparing yourself with yourself. If that makes sense.
1: hmm.
0: How do I you see that? Like I, had,
1: I, I had two quotes in my mind that like I, I've read somewhere like I have, I have a whole Pinterest board with quotes just around <laughs> that, that kind of topic. Like, again, it's, it's going exactly in what I love to do. Um, but one of them was something like, don't be a copy of someone else. Um, like as soon as you start to compare yourself, you're trying to be a imitation of somebody else. Like you're either a cheap imitation of somebody else or you're the real you. And so kind of like be you, like there's only one you, um, there there was a quote around that something. Uh, I don't remember the, the, the whole context and the other one. Um, oh yeah. Like, be the best you everybody else has taken kind of like something like that. Um, and, but yeah, with comparison, comparison is definitely a trap because comparison all it takes you is, is just lets you think that you're terrible or better. Like either way doesn't matter. You're never indifferent when you look at somebody's work. Well, if you're indifferent about somebody's work, then you're not really interested in it. But if you are like, it can either tell you two things. One, that you're better than the person that you're looking at, like the, the piece of work that so you're like, oh, I would have done that better. And so that's not a nice side to be on. So that's kind of like arrogance. The other side is uh, this person is so much better than I am and you kind of self-destruct here on that side, that side. And so no matter on what scale you go on to, it's gonna be bad for you. So it's a double loss either way. So if you imagine that being always the case, that when you look at somebody else's work, that you always will fall into one of those two categories and you will destroy yourself either way, uh, because you're either destroying your reputation, like, oh, I'm too good. Like I'm better than everybody else. Or you're going into the self-destruct mode. Like it's a loss, loss either way. And so the question is, why would you actually do that? It's kind of like taking a paintball gun and shooting yourself in. like well, of course, that's the reaction of what happens. you won't do it because it hurts and and that thing that you're doing through it's kind of like it is addictive because you kind of look at other people and you're like, "Wow, this is so amazing, and I want to be able to do that too." But you realize like, hey, this is not doing me any any good like i again, going back to the Gemma O'Brien um uh topic like I will add gemma to well. the
0: to the show notes definitely I, definitely
1: I def- definitely like link her in like add her to your bio i don't know no she i like i've met her she's such a nice person um and and also just like so curious and interested and in, and that's kind of like what defines her as well as a person as an artist um but the thing is again it's finding what makes you unique hmm. and use that as your superpower like i i know i have a lot of qualities um that many of you maybe don't know but like just the fact that I know three languages is already a super talent of mine that a lot of other people don't have. And so how do I use that in my work? Like, all right, I'm not using that too much. And I think it was Ali Abdal who is like a YouTuber who said like, um, always success is defined by the work you put in by luck that you have and, and has like a third factor. And the third factor is un, like, uh, unfair advantage. Like what is your unfair advantage beyond anyone else? And so once you have that, you realize, you know what, like look at other people's work by just trying to see, like what can you pick out of that? For me, it's always been like, my creative process looks is always in four steps. The first step is inspiration. So you need to look at other people's work because that's kind of informing you in what direction you can go and kind of like opening up your eyes to find your voice in your own domain you want to go into. But then two is the important part is like, is dissection where you start to understand, like, how did they do that? Pick that thing apart. And the third thing is creating. So you need to put that out. And then last thing is add one more step. So always adding more. And I kind of like, like to, to show the whole image by telling people like, it's kind of like you're eating something. Inspiration is what you're feeding yourself with your body then dissects it. And if you then like, go to the toilet, you put it out again. So that's the creation part. Doesn't look fancy, but that's it. And so that you grow, you always need to take in more than you actually need. Uh, so that's kind of like you have to two, two, two kids, right? Um, you need to feed them so that they grow. And, and so kind of like that is the same philosophy for me for creating. Um, if you don't do one of those steps right, so for example, if you forget to inspire yourself, well, you don't have anything to put out and so you will starve yourself. Mm. But if you take in the inspiration and you put that out instantly without actually dissecting it, without pulling it apart and creating your own piece, then you're just going to reproduce like the same thing, just just worse. Like imagine you putting something in yourself, like, a um, I don't know, like just a fruit, like a tomato and your body would take it through the whole stomach, but it won't actually take the nutrients apart. It won't dissect that then it will come out worse than it actually came in. And so that's why imitation is the worst idea ever because it won't, it will never come out the same way and it will always be crap or crappier than the thing that came in. And so that's kind of, for me, it's always been like that. Asking myself, all right, how can I pull it apart? But but understand like, what are the things that my body needs so that i can like like the vitamins like you take a, a tomato you take out the vitamins you take out the nutrients you take out all these good things and you pull it apart and when you see a good piece of work you're like oh what are the colors that they use like oh these color schemes are amazing like let me use that in a whole different piece like nothing like that person used. like i'll go into illustration and look at how, like how illustrators use their colors and suddenly the color scheme that they use like suddenly i can apply that to my lettering And if I go to, um, I don't know, a sculptor, like see how they sculpted pieces and how they intricately made some details, like that will help me to then inform on how I can do my piece of work even better.
0: Well, I love that framework to find inspiration. I think we will definitely have you on another episode just to speak about that topic only. Um, but I just wrote something for um let me go back to that to for Gypsy Cat. Um I just took a note out of what you just were saying, which is like actually comparing yourself to others takes you away from yourself, where you know, which brings us back to the fact that many of the things we create or all all of the things we create are, rather coming, you know, coming out of ourselves rather than coming from an external um, input, right? Um, So we are going to add these quotes to, we have a lot of quotes out of this conversation. We are going to add these quotes to the show notes so that you can share them on social media. And if you want, you can also letter them. Um, So lastly, we're getting... um, onto the last part of the um, of the show Um, this is our like better now segment where we share something we are happy about or something that has changed our lives that might help our listeners um so it could be really anything something really transcendental or something really simple so chef is there something that you're currently happy about or that has made you smile lately
1: for me it sounds so so stupid but also just so easy it doesn't sound stupid though why am i saying that um it's kind of like redefining success for me uh, mm. in a new way new light like i've i've been following that whole instagram culture of like growing your account getting further and further and mm. and not growing now just shows me like hey i'm not happy about that um and so i usually found that like Uh, like anybody who redefines success, especially, um, whenever they're not growing, like, well, that's just a lame excuse to not grow. So it's kind of been for me, kind of like the, I understand that people who have grown so far and kind of like plateaued at some point and just being like, you know what, I actually learned to be happy with just within I'm like, well, cool, but you're just not putting in the time, the effort, and you don't find like what's trending anymore. But no, for me, success and it goes way beyond that. It's like, how much money you're making it's not the, the amount of money that you're making it's not the impact that you're doing it's not the the thing that you're doing like i was thinking like how can i do what i do right now mm-hmm. long term i want to have a long-term approach i i've been admiring uh family businesses for for quite a while now um and when you look at lo- family businesses that have a long legacy of 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 giving up their their company to the next generation and and whenever you Uh, build up your company that way, like one of those companies is Stabilo, the pen brand Mm. it has been in family generations for over for almost 400 years. Um, And so whenever they're producing uh, something or they're putting out something, they always think of 20 years ahead. So like our company needs to survive the next 20 years because I need to give it to the next generation. How many of us artists are just focusing on the short term rather than the long term like i'm just mm. focused on right now this year this moment this short term like i want to grow super fast on instagram and like if you play the long term game where it's like hey you know what i want to grow just in my art my craft and and yesterday i was uh doing a talk for a conference and and one of the things that i ended up the 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 show with or the the, the talk with was You know what? We often have this huge image of what we want to achieve and Mm -hmm. we usually pack it in just too short amount of time. Um, but if we set our goals, our view on, on the term, on something that could be done in 10 years, 20 years, then suddenly like gaining a hundred thousand Instagram followers isn't that impossible. If you spread out over 10 years, suddenly your mind will say, Oh, you know what? I can do that. And as soon as you start to believe that you can do that, you follow those steps more, more, like you pace yourself better. And as you grow, you learn how to do it faster, how to become better at that. And so instead of trying to be right now the most popular person that you can possibly think of, doing all these different areas, businesses that you're like, oh, I want to be great at this. I want to be great at that. I want to be selling courses. And I see that person doing a podcast. I'm just I'm just um, teasing on Martina. She's doing all these things amazingly. And I'm like, how is she doing this? But for me right now, I need to think of how can I do maybe just one of those things really well and do it long term and feel like how can I do this and spread myself out over a longer time and not see just the short term just the now that's why I usually fall into a slump because I'm just like focused on oh I'm not not where I want to be and I'm I'm whining with myself instead of just saying like you know what I'm actually excited I'm excited for Martina for what she's doing And so I'm really happy for for all the things you're bringing to the lettering community because that is so helpful and it's helping so many people on building up their business, uh, learning from what you have learned over the years instead of doing it all by themselves and, and also teaching them the skills to do it really, really well. And so for me, it's only a win for myself as well to see somebody else doing that because if somebody pushes the lettering community forward, it helps everyone in that community because as long as people are learning about lettering, it's still going to be trending. It's still going to be growing. And so that's only beneficial for myself as well. So that's very egoistical. uh, um, Like I'm very egoistic in that sense, but at the same time, I'm realizing her success is my success as well. And that's why I need to also help her by succeeding in that and making sure that she has all the help that she can get and by, by supporting that community.
0: Your success is my success as well, Steph. And it was such an honor to have you here on the podcast. So just to wrap up the episode, where can people find you?
1: Hey, they can find me on all social platforms from TikTok. I just got verified on TikTok. I'm not, I'm still not verified on I'm Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. But I, well, there you go. I, at least one thing that I have. No, I, I'm not <laughs> actively on TikTok, but uh, Instagram, YouTube, mostly YouTube. I'm trying to push out content on YouTube. Um, they can send me emails, the direct messages. And also if you were interested in the inspirational parts, like the, my four step creative process, I teach that in my building letters, one-on-one course, like my whole framework on how I learn to draw letters and how I am able to come up with all these different styles. Um, that's like taught in that four step creative process. And so if you're, anyone who's listening is interested in that, I have a whole course on that and teach it all.
0: Amazing. We are going to add this to the show notes as well, so everyone can find you. Um, You can find me, the host of this uh, show, on social networks at Martina Floor on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have questions or comments, uh, go to martinaflor.com slash podcast you can see their previous episodes find the show notes and send uh, voice messages you can also find uh, these episodes and comment on them on my youtube channel you can just go to martinaflor.com slash youtube and that will redirect you to the youtube channel so this is it for today if you love this episode, you, you should subscribe to this podcast. And if you leave us a review, um, it will help us. Uh, it will help others, uh, other peers to find us. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Steph, for being there and see you in, on the next episode of Letter Now. Bye bye.